Hey, what's up? I'm Joel Escola. And I'm Sean O'Rourke. And I'm C.B. Smith. And we hope you got your sweethearts right next to you because we're talking Valentine as we go book to the movie. C.B. Smith, what is going on, man? Here you are in the video dungeon. Look, we can touch you. You're here. How's it going? It's very strange. <laughs> uh, hard to believe it. You know, I, I was touching Joe on the face. Now we're touching each other. You're touching me. There's a whole lot of touching going down in the video dungeon. Hell of a lot of love. What do you say? Very touchy-feely vibe around here. Yeah. I'm, a little, I'm a little sore. I had to dig myself out of the snowstorm that we just had. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're recording this after the, uh, the first blizzard of 2020. Uh, Pennsylvania got hit with what? Maybe three inches? And, four, uh, four inches. Uh, how much did Jersey get by you there, uh, Smith? I got about 16 inches, man. <laughs> nice. Got nailed. Is that is that bigger or smaller than the sherub that you sucked off? Ah, uh, the sherub. Uh, <laughs> uh, we, we might get to the sherub in this episode, actually. I think, honestly, at the end of the day, it's possibly it was uh, adult size, as we come to find <laughs> out. Uh, or, or remind ourselves of, because obviously uh, part of this show, Book to the Movie, is is covering these old films, the, the, the book version of them that we've already gone through yeah. on the main show. And uh, we have it set up where I have not actually seen the movie yet. Mm. So I have some questions for you and you have some questions for me. And we're just going to discuss the differences here. Yeah, let's let's catch them up to speed. So if you're new to the channel and you're new to Movie Dumpster and you're new to taking a page, this is book to the movie, just like the title told you that it yes. was. Um, <laughs> I thought it was movie to the book. Anyway, uh, no. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, a totally separate thing on a different parallel universe. That's on Earth 2. That's, that's the Earth, Earth 2, version. 2 version. So we watch a film that has a that is adapted from a uh, a novel or a film that's adapted into a novel. CB Smith here reads the novel or the novel based on the movie. <laughs> and then Sean and myself watch the movie. And uh, CB reads the book, and then we talk about it. So here we are. And sometimes I do both, like we did with Bad Moon. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That uh, was a regular episode. That's a though. mainline episode. So we kind of we kind of <laughs> slip it in there for you. Get a little best Slider of both range. worlds, right? <laughs> hey, it's dude. It's Valentine's Day. We're slipping all kinds of things I mean, in all I, kinds I, of places. We we also did it with that orca episode. Go back. Oh uh, yeah. Two seasons. You know, talking about slipping things in and out of things. <laughs> that circus peanut was flying right out of that orca's <laughs> vagina. And make sure that you go back and you listen to those other books to the movies that are on, that are audio only. Yeah. Uh, check them out. What do we got? Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Uh, ooh, ooh. Razorback. Razorback. Lawnmower man. And the lawnmower man. We know we had that phone call possibly going off on that mini-sode, guys. I was about to say Super Mario Bros., but no, I bought the novelization. We did not actually do an episode uh, yet. Stay tuned. Yeah, that that's one that's at the top of the list. Uh, we also have another one we've talked about many times on the show, but haven't pulled the trigger on yet. Is it about a, a certain visitor? I think he's right up there. Yeah. That was that was a gift from Ren in the Shave. Yes. Uh, Jeff, that, I believe. Jeff. Hanging, hanging out in the Mahoning driving bucket. The kind of a big rat. Him and Elmer over there. Yeah. <laughs> Not Elmer, Elmer. Elmer. Excuse me, yeah. Um, there so is a book based on that, though. Yes, you're right, Smith. Mm-hmm. Factual. And Joe's been so kind as give me a copy, and I've been so kind of leaving it on my shelf to collect dust. Hey, <laughs> you know, that's okay. <laughs> Just like the movie, collecting <laughs> dust, because that's anyway. Stop hating the things. I, you're trying to yuck my yums? Is that what you're doing uh, over maybe, there? Maybe a Son of bit. a bitch. CB, tell us a little bit about yourself and your channel. 
Oh, about right, right here on the good old tube of you. Okay, okay, uh, in front of cameras too. Oh shoot. Okay, um, <laughs> five, uh, four cameras. Here we go. I run a YouTube channel where I talk about books and adaptations and the history behind them. Uh, currently, I'm now working on a series of videos about Dracula. Uh, the first one out based off the Universal movie about Lugosi is out now, and right now I'm working on an episode with the '92 version, uh, Coppola's Dracula. And then I believe you have, uh, you've teased this on your channel. We've talked about it maybe on Twitter in person a few times. You're, you're leading up to something, I think, with this, right? Something uh, unbounded. <laughs> We're going, oh, we did Frankenstein Unbound. How could we forget? Oh, yeah, right. Well, that's that's the big one. That's, yeah. that's one of the flashpoints of the MDU. Yeah, yeah, and the pilot episode to book to the movie. This is also true. How do we forget that one? It, which originally was a Patreon exclusive, and yeah. we were like, you know what? The world needs more C.B. Smith. Oh, big time. Uh, and I think uh, you listeners and now now watchers, I, I hope, agree. You're watching this as a premiere. Either you do, open up another window right now and then go to Taking a Page on YouTube. Hit subscribe. Like his videos. Check them out. You're going to love him, we promise. And do search for Taking a Page. That's the name of the show, even though the channel is C.B. Smith. But if you type that in, you'll find a ballpark, I think, in Maine. Is Which is not the show. It's not the show. <laughs> I was going to say, is that like a Stephen King connection? I know you're a big King fan. Is that just a weird coincidence? Just a huge coincidence. Much like Tom Savage's name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he is not the 49ers quarterback. Okay. And that is the only football joke you get out of me. Is he cousins with Randy is what I want to know. I don't know. Are you going to snap Ooh, into it? Oh, the Valentine rises to the top. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> you know, he's, you know, just really go all in on it. I, th I think that's the second episode this season I've referenced Forrest Gump now. Uh, totally fine. Um, CB. Joe. Without further ado, do you want to tell us a little about what we got cooking today? I wish Tom Savage was as interesting as the other ones we've talked about. He's not the creator of the Judge Judy TV show, like <laughs> like the author of Razorback. He's uh he's not like Brian Ellis, who's just incredibly insane writing Frankenstein Unbound. He's, he's uh, a gem, that guy. He is a gem. I've been buying a lot more of his books. <laughs> See what he did? He put the bug well, in you. You got the Frankenstein Unbound, Dracula Unbound. I mean, you got you to go. Once you're in that rabbit hole, Smith, you just got to keep digging. Like you're digging out that snow, you're digging deep into Aldous. Joe Buchanan is mind-controlling C.B. Smith. It lines up. Yeah. Now, I do love the name Tom Savage. I don't know if that is his actual legal name, but uh, I do work at a bookstore. And you will find in the thriller section a bunch of authors that like you're fucking with us or you this this is your real name i don't know karen slaughter if you're watching i need to know if it's your real name because i just see your books on the shelves i'm just like you either pick the right profession or this is a pen name <laughs> but uh good old tom he moved to new york uh he worked at what's called mystery inc not the scooby-doo van oh you sure he's getting some scooby snacks <laughs> Uh, according to his website, he's uh, still a little active. He does some blogs. Last one was from November 2021. Last book come out was The Devil in the Deep Blue Sky, April 2019. He, what is that about? I don't know. Oh, I Apparently think a devil. Sky Sharks, maybe? Uh, maybe? Maybe the sequel to, to The Ghost Shark. Again, we got those <laughs> sharks coming out the sky. If you remember that episode from a few years back? Gunnar Henson's out there fighting this Megalodon ghost shark, oh, baby. I you don't know, know, he's fucking riding that thing. <laughs> <laughs> the deep blue yonder <laughs> sounds about right anyway anywho uh so his website does mention the movie 
And I don't know if you guys will like this. He does not care for the movie. Oh, well, excuse us, Tom Savage. He's not a Denise Richards fan. He's not a Jamie Blanks fan, apparently. Even though he still advertises it on his website. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I hate it. But make sure you buy the book that's based on the Or the movie that's based on his novel. He is is a big fan, though, of this musical he wrote in 1980. He's a big musical guy. Hmm. The musical is Musical Chairs. I've never heard of it. Um, this could original. Be a, this could be a musical, right? Like you do stage fright, but with the cherub. Maybe. Ooh. Is there a cherub on here? Oh, he's got a he's got a mask. The cherub oh. mask. Oh, you, oh, okay. Shh. We haven't talked about that. We're not in it to win it no, yet. yet. You might no. be might be revealing something that may or may just not show the book. We don't know yet. my fucking hand. So, uh, the beginning of the movie, guys. Did it begin with like the POV of the killer doing a well a killing? No. How does it start out? Uh, it starts out at the junior high dance. Yes. Okay. Uh, which then takes you, you know, from this, I guess we'll call it flashback or opening scene to 13 years later. Yes. But it does open with a flashback. Yeah. So the book begins with a flashback, but a flashback to one of the killings. I don't know about the movie, but in the book, it's kind of very time jumpy. You go okay. from one killing to another, then people's flashbacks of childhood. And then you find out like the big the big bad prank that got our killer motivated to do these killings. So it's it's very back and forth, a little confusing. The prologue here begins with our killer, we don't know his name, uh, just staring out a window after he got done doing his murdering. But you know, he got a little action beforehand. Oh, we got a little something something, right? Yeah. And the way it's written was like he's looking out and they mentioned the corpse and he's like, I feel so great after some love making. And for a second I'm like Oh, he fucked that corpse. Did didn't he, he fuck the corpse? That would be great if he did. I mean, that's pretty fucked up. It's super fucked up. Yeah, it's like some Kane from WWF and Katie Vick kind of thing. If you know what I'm talking about, I'm not going to explain it. One of the worst storylines in the history of wrestling. You're going to get a little necromantic for you there. And you Triple go. H with a dead body. Look it up. <laughs> oh, I don't want to look it up. <laughs> I, I'm well. I guess I did take not. Anyway, we come Anywho. we come right out of the fucking gate with that flashback of what happened. Yeah, I, I'll Just say right this out. right out without revealing too much because that's not the that'll ruin the show. But <laughs> uh, the the movie's very linear. There's no yes. jumping back and forth. You get this flashback, and then the rest is kind of off to the races. The re- you know in the same timeline. Yeah. So what you're saying is they fixed the book. <laughs> Maybe, I, maybe, I guess so. Well, the, let's see. Well, no offense. Don't, Tom, don't let's not get ahead of ourselves here. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. how old are the characters? Uh, the they're movie? like they're like in their twenties, okay. maybe late twenties, thirties at the most. Because again, yeah. uh, if, if you're thinking it's like I think middle school, junior it's, high, it's, they say sixth grade, so thirteen so, years, yeah, probably mid twelve, twelve, maybe eleven or twelve. Yeah, sixth they, grade. They look in the movie about the right age. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So uh, in the book, uh, they're all in their mid thirties. They're all you know adults. Our main character is Jillian Talbot. I don't know the main character's name in the movie. Did they change it? Well, there kind of is no main character. There is a main character, but it's not the character that should be the main character. Is it one of those switcheroos like in Psycho where you it, follow her and then... She- it has more to do with the way that the characters are portrayed in the film because like, even on the rewatch, I feel like Denise Richards' character... Feels like she should be the main character, but they just focus on somebody else once she exits the film. Well, the Dorothy character, in my opinion, should be the main character because that is the main connection to what happened in the movie. 
like are, the flashback. Do we know any of these characters like their professions or anything? Or uh, Catherine Heigl's in the beginning. Okay. And yes. she and her first kill. Uh, she's the first kill in the movie. Okay. But she is going. She's a med school student. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna actually pull up just the names of these characters to see if they line up. Okay. Okay. Uh, just to make this a little easier. So in Shoot. the movie, Denise Richards plays Paige Prescott. Not uh, in the book. I'm gonna skip this character because it's a spoiler. Uh-oh. Uh Marley Shelton as Kate Davies. Uh, Jessica Capshaw as Dorothy Wheeler. Catherine Heigl, like Joe said, as Shelley Fisher. Jessica Caulfield as Lily Voigt. And then the rest are kind of tertiary characters that are not the main leads. Right. So I don't know if any of those names line so, so, up. So there's five there's five girls right. that right. are the, the main group. Okay. But the main character jumps between the blonde and Dorothy. Yeah, Dorothy's for some reason the only name that stuck with me, and I think it's because yeah. in the movie I hate this character a lot. <laughs> to be honest. Oh, there's plenty of characters that we'll hate get in the to book. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just I, I let's hear it. Yeah. Well, how did she die? So Catherine Heigl is the first death in the movie that we see. Okay. And um, she, it's a really great scene because we're, okay, so we're introduced to this killer, right? And he's, he, he almost has like this uh, giallo uh, air about him. He has a long black trench coat, the black gloves, but he has a Cupid, like a cherub mask on that he wears. It's very simple, but it's super effective. Um, she ends up getting chased by uh, the killer, and she's like I said, she was she's training to be a medical student, so she's in. She ends up in a morgue, and there's all these body bags, so she hides in one of them. I like this is going. Oh, it's great! And then like um, the killer is like stabbing all the fucking bodies, oh. like in the bags, and then he finally gets to her and he opens it up and slits her throat, and then zips her back up and fucking leaves. And, oh, and, and then opening credits right after that. Yeah, and the opening credits right after that, but um. The killer's nose bleeds when he kills somebody or something or happens. Or like in a stressful situation. Something traumatic or stressful, yeah. Okay. All right. So that brings like a telltale sign of like, you know, if ever, because we don't know who the killer is. We don't know who the killer is. So that's kind of like a, a sign of like, oh, you have your nose bleed. Oh, Ex- you, is there like a red herring? Like you think someone's oh, yeah. a killer? It sounds like the book maybe goes in this direction too. They are trying to beat you over the fucking head with red herrings. They, they oh, took all the yeah. wrong ideas from Scream. Not all. Not all. I mean, because I think I do actually like the movie overall, even though I have issues with it. But it definitely is like some of those later Scream movies where they're playing. They're making fun of red herrings. This movie's just like, ah, here's some extra just for the hell of it. Well, there's there's two main red herrings. Okay. Yeah. Right? There's a boyfriend from the beginning that dates Catherine Heigl that mm-hmm. has the same initials as the killer, which we come to find out. Okay. Then there's another guy that Dorothy meets or just met, so he's a suspect. Right. And uh, we'll leave it at that for the and time that's being. But that's, but that's the only two red herrings. And then the other one, who's the actual killer that everybody is just joking about the entire film. Uh, yeah, which I feel like from an audience perspective, they kind of blow the load on a little too early. But I'm curious to see how the book handles it. Uh, yeah, that, I, I don't want to give too much away. Because it's very simple how this the rest of this folds out. Okay, so like I said, the book does a lot of time jumping. And going back to the prologue to the first killing, it's not as eventful as the morgue and... That sounds cool. There are some really great kills in the movie. So like, like really great ones. We see the aftermath of the killing. This is where I thought the corpse fucker thing happened. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Imagine the sheriff fucking just oh, getting no. dome from a fucking severed head or something. Takes off that sheriff mask. <laughs> it literally is corpse fucker from the MDU. He's got it, another mask. Well, on. you know, he's a, kinda like a gimp kind. I mean, we never really have totally spelled out with this guy. I think I did an MDU Monday when we were still doing that yeah. at him back back. 
a year or two back on Instagram. Oh, go check it out. There's a whole shakes the clown. It's a whole thing. There might even have been an image or two that just popped up because, again, I forgot we're doing video. I can show it on screen. <laughs> but, yeah, no, not that character, Chris, that you're very confused about right now. Uh, but, okay, so so where does this take us? So uh, we have this corpse. We find out that uh, he asphyxiated her with a pillow. And his his last words to her were, happy Valentine's Day. Okay. Yeah. Well, she's still warm, so, you well, know. Speaking of warm, he lit the, the house on fire. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> there is arson. There is. In, this, in the movie. Okay. But it's very throwaway kind of shit. Well, that's kind of like with this, is that once that fire happened, that was it. It never gets mentioned again. Okay. Um, so then we flash back about two or three years later. We have Jill Talbot. She is the main character of uh, of this book. And, well, you write what you know. So him being a mystery author, he writes a character who is a successful mystery author. Okay. Okay. All right. Sure. Uh, she's living in New York. Uh, we find her getting kind of annoyed by a bunch of fans wanting to get her autograph. Ugh, don't you just hate that? I hate being popular. Make sure you like and subscribe uh, to us and like this video. And, and of course, CB. Yeah. Uh, Patreon.com slash movie dumpster. Patreon.com slash taking a page. There you go. You know what? No, don't subscribe to me out of spite. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's a hell of a pitch there, Smith. But, you know, whatever works for you. Whatever do works. it. Do it now. Do yeah. it. Do not click the, the, the link in the description. Don't at all. Don't. 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 We're, we're going to put it there to tell you to not do it. Okay. Reverse psychology. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Anyway, crime, crime novelist. Crime novelist. Uh, so the only thing I know about this movie is that um, it's kind of like a callback to the old 80s slashers, right? Uh yeah, tries to be for sure. Yeah, it's it's definitely one of the better two thousands slashers for sure. Okay, because like there's a scene in the beginning of the book that very much has like that trope of like your characters walking and like you see behind is someone you think is following, and then like you're thinking like oh no, is it being stalked? Only for them to like turn the other way and go up to like another building or something. Gotcha. That happens in the book where uh, she's about to go into her apartment in Greenwich Village. A lot of it takes place in New York. And there's just a guy sitting like on the end of the road and has that very like that tropey moment. And then he turns away. But we learn later on that that actually is the stalker. Oh, is the killer the stalker. So there's two different. There's a killer and the stalker. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> OK, so to your point. So in the film, it, what is the stalker's name? Can we say it yet? Or no, you want to hang on to that one. There is a character that constantly gets brought up his name is victor de morta okay so it's not him that's not his name in the movie there's this guy named gary fucking gary scary gary he lives oh, in the apartment yeah, down yeah. the hall he said he's got something wrong with him and what's the main the blonde chick i don't remember most of the characters names who could I'll give a shit straight up the, just, dorothy's the only one i remember the blonde chick She's the only blonde in all oh, the well, there's two blondes, but the main right. blonde. Well, Catherine Heigl's in it, like, you know, so, you know, she's in there for a drink and she she's just a redhead, though, you know. or a brunette, rather. Anyway, oh. case in point is here. Actually, the 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 hair color. 
that's actually like an emphasis on the book. Uh, is there a blonde, a redhead, and a there's, brunette? Yeah, there's two blondes, a, a brunette, and a redhead, and then Catherine Heigl is either red or brunette. I'm not sure. Are you telling me that one of the very few things they cut from the book was the hair color of the actresses? I guess. Was that a weird plot point they had? Yeah. Yes. It's, we'll before, get to it. Before, we'll get to it. Before but... we get ahead of ourselves, there's this guy called Scary Gary. He lives down the fucking down the hall from, mm. from the one of the blondes that always leaves her fucking iron on. Um, and <laughs> he like breaks into her house like often and like tries on her underwear and stuff. He gets 86, but that's the closest thing to a stalker we have. Yes. Besides the killer. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, we have Victor de Morta. Uh, we do learn that he is the killer, but we don't know who he is now. There's a very like, that is an element that's in the movie. It okay. is. Okay. Because Dif- he's different name, but sound, yes, sounds like these the stalker and the killers rolled into one person for the film. Eh, kind of like that. Um, but here's the thing: I'm glad they changed the name because uh, Tom loved the fact that Victor de Morta is apparently like Pig Latin for victory over death, and he likes to hammer that in. And he hates constantly. This, and he hates this movie. <sighs> What an asshole. He, no, he doesn't ah! care for it. He doesn't care for oh, it. Oh, it's not, it's not as good as my pig Latin joke. But he just says it so many times. I'm just like, Tom, buddy, <laughs> we get it. Uh, yeah, the, we the, get it. The, the killer's name, I guess, since it's very clearly different uh, in, oh, in the yeah. movie, is Jeremy well, Milton. Well, there, there's a lot of play on who's a stalker, who's the killer. Are they one? Are they the same? Are oh, they okay. different? Okay. It's a lot of bait and switch, red herrings, similar to the movie, like you said. That is weird that, I I, I mean, they changed the names to that extent. I maybe, maybe they were just like, oh, this is fucking stupid. This name is hokey. Let's get rid of it. Nobody's dating Victor DeMorta. L- he sounds like a fucking villain, like a super villain. Where, whereas like a Jeremy Milton, and no, no offense to anyone that actually has this name at all, but it just sounds like a dorky kind of name. Well, I, I, yes, but I also want to bring up the fact that, um, he writes all of these girls like Riddler ass Valentines. Yes. Okay, so that's a thing from the book. Yes, we um we mostly follow Jill because during okay. that time period, the modern time, because we do flashbacks, uh, all the other girls are killed, and we're following Jill during her whole process of it. And the end of the first chapter, she does get a Valentine. It's a very kind of like cryptic one, just being like, "I'm watching you, love Valentines." Oh, we get some more creative yeah. shit here. Again, we get some we get some Edward Nigma stuff, dude, because he's like he's like uh, something about like roses are red, violets are are blue. I'll strangle you or some shit like that. So there's another one like that where it's roses are red, violets are blue, sugar sweet. I'm still watching you. Oh, that's creepy. Oh. Love Valentine. I, I know we do get in the film a box of chocolates. Just mention it again, because oh. but actually it does happen. It totally happens. And uh, that's full filled with maggots. Yeah. Ooh. We get that in the movie. We good. get a uh, a dozen roses with a dead rat inside. Oh, that's yeah. nice too. But we do have a candy box uh, with what looks like a severed finger. Turns out it's fake. Okay. All right. So the the killer's name in the movie is Jeremy Melton. Okay. Right. Does that have right. anything to because like Sean said, does that have anything to do with anybody in this book? I think that's no. that Victor character. I no, think... no, no. I mean, like, does anybody have the name Jeremy Melton? No. no. It seems like every single name was changed. Okay. 
Um, but Victor would be like the Jeremy character. Does is there an aspect where like he gets plastic surgery? Yes. Yes. Okay. We could talk about that later though. Okay. Because that's like at the end. That, like that's towards the big end. reveal. So yeah. we 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 follow uh Jill during this whole time. Uh as it keeps going, she gets like more and more cryptic messages. We follow her friends. She has uh one friend who uh she's kind of a soap opera actress. Okay. She's on a blind day with this dude named Doug who uh, is just kind of like a very, he looks like an Andrew Dice Clay guy with a leather jacket, a ponytail. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Joe Pesci from Tales well, from like, the Crypt. Uh, he's, he's one of our, uh, well, he was, you know, he's one of our red herrings because you follow him and he looks at Jillian really weird like, and he's kind of cryptic in, in the way he talks. And it's like, Tom, come on. Does he talk in third person? No. Oh, listen, there's, Jason. There's, there's a character, Jason, in the movie that he talks in third person. like, Jason isn't happy right now. <laughs> Jason wants to have your babies. Yeah, Jason does not have spinach in his teeth, but he totally does. <laughs> Jason likes your sweater. The big focus mm-hmm. of this movie is these girls making sure they have dates for a Valentine's Day party at Dorothy's house because Dorothy's rich or something. Or her dad's rich, so and she lives with her dad in this fucking McMansion. So they're all going on blind dates and like speed dating just to get a date for this party. That's the except plot, for basically. the Lee who's dating David uh, Boreanaz. Yeah. Are you telling me that they just lifted the blind date aspect and, and they just, just went and just went whoop. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah, they do heavy duty into the speed dating again. 2001, that was big during the time period, I suppose. I, I, I sure as hell wasn't doing any, you know, I was uh, in my room playing Halo. But, what you know, that's a different conversation. I've never speed day. dated in my life, and I will never speed date ever. Well, at this point, you know. Well, <laughs> this is also true. I should try speed dating then. Give it a yeah. shot. Let us know. Report back if it's anything like this movie after you get around to watching it. <laughs> Yeah, she came in with a sheriff mask and like she wanted to stab me. It was really weird, guys. She had a know. literal dagger. When did you get a dagger? I mean, it was a pretty sweet dagger. Yeah. There's 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 a lot of good comedy that comes from it, but other than that, like, oh, you know who we who we forgot to talk about? There's like an art guy who's also could be literally another red herring. Oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, like yeah. he doesn't do anything for you to be like, oh, that's the guy. Like Guy has like an art, art, art installment. He's a very very sweet cinnamon roll type man, right? He's he's almost like a, well, he could be, but this guy's more like a, he's basically like a rock star kind of persona, but he's just like a guy with an art gallery. He's a scumbag. Uh, He thinks he's he's up his own ass. Yeah, he's Uh, trying to have like menage a trois in like the middle of his art exhibit and shit because he's so handsome and he's so sexy and he's an artist, so everybody wants to fuck him, you know? So that's the thing is that uh, Jillian does have a a boyfriend uh, named Nate who does have an art gallery. Okay. All right. So they they brought that in. Is that her name, or is her name Lily, or it Jillian? Might, I, I read it already. <laughs> well, 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 we're just gonna move on because it doesn't matter. She ends up. Anyway, They're all different. He starts. I mean, the second yeah. thing doesn't even matter. As it is, I only knew Dorothy, and the rest I was going off of the actress or just I know what they look like in my head. I'm good. That, you know, that is a facet. Uh, there is an art guy. There is a chick that's fucking the art guy, and then immediately after that, she gets she gets bow and arrowed. Over a fucking ledge down like 20 stories into a dumpster. Because it's stupid. It's awesome. That's just really cool. It's really cool. Now, where does this all take place? Like a a non-disclosed town? I don't think it's New York. I think it looks like LA. It looks more like an LA, but it's definitely like just Yuppieville. 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the hills, dude. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. Because right. like we do a lot of jump from uh from New York City to uh Pennsylvania. Oh no, we're to, in to uh Vermont. Okay. We're in one city the whole time. Okay. All right. Um so Jillian gets all these uh cryptic messages. Um she hires a private eye. Was there a detective in the movie? There's a detective from the police department. Okay. And he's like, what <laughs> he's he questions them all. Mm-hmm. And he's like, huh, nothing weird, huh? That's so weird that somebody sent this uh, card to you, to your dead friend's funeral, and it says JM. And they're all like, oh, JM, maybe it's Jeremy Milton. And um, we got weird packages, too. And he's like, what do you mean you got weird packages? And she's like, we got chocolates in this thing, and it was signed JM. It could be Jeremy Milton, but it's probably this other guy. And that's it. I, I mean, the thing with this character, you really got to know. There's there's two key scenes, and I'm going to reference one just for the pure excuse for us <laughs> to drop this thing in Joe did when we first put the video out, or, or the episode, rather, two years ago. Oh, yeah. They go in, they, they basically tell the police officer what this guy looked like as a kid, uh, and then they do, you know, they, they age him up, and he looks like Kyle McLaughlin oh, from Twin Peaks. He's Agent Cooper for sure. Here we go. That's him. Right. But know anybody that looks like this? Or this? I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Every day, once a day, give yourself a present. Give yourself a present, and that's it. Yeah, exactly. And then the other big scene that he has, which... May happen in the book, because I think you made a comment earlier that he was a little gross. Uh, in the movie, he is heavy duty hitting on Denise Richards' character and oh. like feeling up her leg. And is like, we got to do something about this sexual tension. <laughs> and she's like, officer, can you please remove your hand from my thigh? And he's like, hmm. Wait, that's, that's the, that's the uh, Yeah, that, that's yeah. the detective. Yeah, straight oh. up. And he's like this balding guy who's, he's, he's a that guy that's been in a ton of like movies as a cop. Yeah. Okay, uh, it's a shame because the detective is like the best character in the book. <laughs> oh, yeah, this guy sucks. Yeah, this guy's just a scumbag. Uh, the detective, his name is uh, Barney Flick, which is just the most detective name. Hey, uh, how this- you doing? My name's Barney Flick. <laughs> they almost <laughs> named me Barney Flint, but that was a little too on the <laughs> nose. Barry Flint. Oh, wait, Barney Flick is my name. <laughs> uh, Barney's a good guy. Question uh, he- mark. Well, in the book, he is. <laughs> Uh, yeah, not if it's even supposed to be the same character. No, I don't think it is. I don't think so. No. So, t- so tell us about Barney. Yeah, he's a private eye. He's kind of a little schlubby, but he his heart's his heart's in a good place. He does his uh his detective work. He looks up. Uh, Jillian wants to know if her stepdad is the one that's sending all the weird uh packages because well, stepdaddy wasn't very nice to her. Okay. Turns out he's in jail in New Jersey. Shout out to my state. Jail. All three. New Jersey All three. jails, yeah. <laughs> we got people on the inside. <laughs> there's definitely some Italian blood at this table. I don't so know it's what you're talking about. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. I'm a mud. I probably do have some. <laughs> yeah, I got a little bit, way less than I thought I did. But I got, I got mostly the the Irish part for sure. You're kidding me. I, I don't know what gave it away. <laughs> oh, Rocaroni. Oh, Rocaroni. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> the delicious Irish treat. You just pour a little fucking gabagool on top of it. 
Just yeah, I don't know. It's the like fucking a sweet potato. Just combine c- combine the cultures in the worst way possible. I'm anyway. also I'm also not that kind of Italian, guys. No gabagool for me. I'm the worst Polish here because uh, I just don't like vodka all that much. Oh, that's all right. Do you like kabasi though? It's delicious. Kibasi. Oh, it's so, so there you go. You, you passed the test. Okay, <laughs> Anybody good, in the good. comments He's right Polish. now that was that was unsure. Now they they had to like wipe the sweat off their brow. <laughs> they got nervous for a second. Oh, thank God, Smith is a real Polish. <laughs> Oh, I don't know what gave it away. True blue. True blue. <laughs> um, but okay, so. Okay, so stepdaddy's in jail. Yeah. Uh, so the only one to find now is Victor DeMorta because apparently he was the only other person that Jillian was mean with. And so now we have our flashback to the beginning of the movie, okay. but to about halfway through the book. What is the big bad prank? Well, okay. I would rather do that in reverse. Because I want to okay. hear what it is in the book. Yeah, I'm, I've been itching. It's pretty straightforward in the movie. Yeah, I've been okay. itching to, to see what the fuck. Because it's not a prank. It's not a prank. Let, let, let the cat's out yes. of the bag. That's not a prank, but okay. go on. But something fucked up does happen. Oh, big okay. time. Have you guys seen Mean Girls? Yeah. Yeah. The This part of the book is basically Mean Girls. Okay. So uh, we have what's called... First off, this takes place at college, mind oh. you. So they're okay. all adults. Okay. Just bear in mind that, all right? Uh, okay, sure. The so these senior girls in college, they are running the whole place. They are the popular girls. Instead of being the plastics, they're the elements. <laughs> Earth, wind, and fire. You Don't know. look over here. I think Mean Girls. When did that come out? Was that around this time? Or was uh, that a little later? Later, later after the movie. This book came out about ten years before Mean Girls. Scene. Okay, so Lindsay Lohan was like, "Don't look up Valentine. <laughs> Don't research that." Probably not her, but the executives in charge. I'm of the pretty film. sure Lindsay Lohan was trying to get her parents back together at this point. Yeah, yeah. And the parents. <laughs> That's a good point. In Took 96, yeah. peanut butter and Oreos. So uh, they they run the school, and. I'm in college now, guys. I, I don't understand the idea of popularity. But then again, my college experience is a lot different than a lot of other people. I just go in and go out from class. I don't get involved. Is it a frat house? No. So what are they doing? I don't know. But what are they running? I don't know. But um, Jillian's a freshman at this point, And the way that uh, Tom describes uh, the whole scenario is that, like, yeah, these girls, they, they run the school. They're the popular groups. Everyone wants to be them or be with them. And Jillian comes in, and she's part of the group now because she does their homework. As you do. As you do in college. This doesn't work and in for co- me. It doesn't. At all. And then, like, if they, they were in high school or middle school, it would make sense. It makes total sense. We'll explain it to you. But because they're in junior high, it's like, okay. this makes sense. Yeah. All right. So uh, in comes Victor. He's also another freshman, right? And he's considered, like, the weird kid. He's Victor awkward. Von Doom, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's in that fucking chair in the college dormitory and he in the fucking the hair chair. And then he turns into Dr. Doom. I, I, Burns like, right- the shit out of himself trying to find his mom. Maybe. Just like in the Roger Corman one, at least. Trying to cross over to and ask Mephesto to give his mom back. And we can't understand what he's saying through the mask. <laughs> so, uh, Victor's a weird kid. He tries to kiss Jillian, and she runs away because he's just so icky and gross. That's Which, a, yeah, you, you don't do that, guys. That's, they're not kids. I know. <laughs> I he's, a grown ass, he's a grown-ass man. All of them. It's are, called sexual assault. Yeah. Smith, that's what that's called. I know. I know. <laughs> Uh, but so they devise a plan. They're gonna they're gonna trick him, right? 
they're gonna get back at him or whatever. He tried to kiss me. We're gonna we're gonna fuck with him so bad. Fuck with him so bad. So their idea was to give Victor a Valentine's Day card. And they're like, oh, one of the pla- uh, I was gonna say plastics. <laughs> one of the, one of the elements really liked you, Victor. And Jillian gives him the card. And so she goes to he goes, Victor goes to the room of, I believe her name's Sharon. One of them. And she's laying on the bed, whatever, and she makes him strip out and clothes. And so the big prank was oh it's another important aspect uh sarah vaughn is an artist she there's a song called my funny valentine yeah and my funny valentine that's probably not how it goes anyway uh, it's much (laughs) i've heard it it's a lot slower it's a lot more like like melancholy yeah um so the big prank is that victor strips himself down and then the two other elements come out of the closet with a camcorder and laugh at him and start singing this song. Okay. And then that's it. Is Victor hung? He's got a big wanger? I mean, uh, Sharon or Cassie was complimenting on it, but I think that was just to trick him. And we don't we don't get any much more info about that. <laughs> it was really cold in that room and they right. knew it. <laughs> it's cold. Well, it's funny that you have a tied up scene because we'll talk about that. But Jesus Christ, what a dumb fucking thing. So, okay. It seems like something that warrants more of what happens. I'll say that much. I don't think so. Just getting <sighs> getting tied up for and like. No, no, no. He wasn't tied up. He, he was tied up. No, he wasn't. He, he just he just stripped out. Like, oh, so he was clothes. just naked. Yeah, he was just naked. And, and then they, they videotaped him. And they pointed at him and laugh. And, and then probably shared it all over, I would imagine. No, right? no, no. They just point at him and laugh and start singing a song. And then Victor like starts thrashing the room. And that's it? And that's it. Okay, they don't show bad, any. Then. They don't show anybody the tape? Nope. Again, we're adults. Well, so we are, like, they are adults. That is a type of sexual harassment. Oh, big time. But at the same time, it's like Carrie had pig's blood poured on her. I don't think that warrants him changing his face and murdering women. This like is what that, I mean. Yeah. That impulse was already there, especially if he's fucking that dead body in the beginning. Well, yeah, they do mention like dad beat him up, mom was church going. So and, he's got problems. Yes. Okay, and that makes do, sense. We do follow him later on in the book, his entire supervillain origin story, and it is a supervillain origin story. <laughs> it's really Oh, really all right. So let's before we do that, let's tell you what happens okay, at this yeah. dance real quick, because okay. this this is the only origin you get, and then everything else is just hearsay thrown one liner thrown here, away. one line yeah. there. It's it, it's a school dance, like we've been saying, junior high dance. Uh, and this character, Jeremy Melton, he's a big fucking dork. Like yeah, a, he's like he's got the glasses, he's got the fucking alfalfa cowlick, he's got big buck teeth. Suspenders what? and everything yeah. you might as well why, have on. Why are you making me flashback to my childhood? <laughs> have you seen my fucking grade school no. picture? Same deal. I have. Yeah. I posted it for everybody. Anyway. Uh, so, so like you're saying, he goes in for a kiss, but it's it's more mutual in this instance. But what? But okay. But first, he asks like all the other main characters if they'll kiss him, and only like our main lead. No, no, no. Says, he asks them to dance. He doesn't ask the kiss. Oh, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. So it's very innocent. It's this yes. dork kid that goes up to each of the, the five girls and says, will you dance with me? No, you're gross. Will you dance with me? Go fuck yourself. You, will you dance with me? All that kind of shit. I'm so, getting flashbacks here. So he, <laughs> so, 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 so he asks 
the fat girl. Well, he does ask one other girl who is our main character in the movie, whatever her name is. Yeah, he asks them all. And she's like, she doesn't turn it down, but she says maybe another time, which comes into play later. Well, yeah, or later. You're right. Then he talks to the quote unquote fat girl. Quote unquote. Just just again, if you go back and listen to that episode, we're saying that because in the movie, they hark on the fact that she was the fat girl. I am not fat shaming. I am just. It's a plot point. It's the plot. I just have to feel like I have to say that. Continue. Nerd kid hooks up with the f- fat chick and uh, they dance and then they're like making out under the bleachers. Bullies come, see them making out under the bleachers. Fat girl gets, says, get off me. And he goes, oh, he's attacking me. The bullies dump punch on him, pull him out from underneath the bleachers, strip him into his underwear and beat the shit out of him in the middle of the dance floor. Yeah, while everybody else watches. While everybody else watches and laughs, and the teachers are joining in. They're fucking throwing a couple kicks. Mr. Cooper's fucking smacking him in the head. (laughs) That Randy Savage guy's coming out of left field, dropping that elbow. Jeremy Milton. Why are you giving me flashbacks? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. And and then the kicker, he gets gets sent to, to, like, you know, military school because this girl says that he essentially tried to sexually abuse him. Yeah. Or her, rather. And uh, it's all made up a lie. Now, she, if his she, military school is anything like my time at basic training, that is going to fuck him up. I, I just imagine it's something like Francis from fucking Malcolm in the Middle. He ends up meeting this fucking doll, says his name's Charles E. Ray. It's a whole fucking thing. <laughs> Charles! <laughs> Child's Play 3, guys. <laughs> Go check it out with C.B. Smith. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We almost was, forgot that one earlier. Yeah. 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 That, was a, that was a pilot. I came back for that. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. The first uh, one of these. I, again, it wasn't booked to the movie quite yet, but it was a regular episode. Just we were, mainline. We were figuring it out. Uh, our proto B2M. Yes. Yes. That was one of the ones where the movie was made and then the novel was made based on the movie. Mm-hmm. Good you, time. You guys wanted me there just for the, the military experience. But I was like, no, we want to do there because we want to do there because we love you. Everything happens for a reason, Smith. <laughs> and and I agree. We do love you. Excuse me, man. I, it's I, Valentine's I like right Day. We, I got you one of those shitty little boxes of the, of the chalky hearts and everything. Your favorite. I love those chalky hearts. <laughs> I got, I'm sure I have a box somewhere under my seat in my car from a couple of years ago. It's probably still good. It ages like wine. Yeah, exactly. So, so the, 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 or the book rather. The, uh, admitting to the, the whole like fake rape thing. Um, that does happen to one of the, one of the popular girls is like screaming rape as Victor is like demolishing this room because oh. the girls pointed at him and laugh. And then he gets expelled from this college. Uh, Jillian tries to, to fix it by going to the dean. Now we find out later that one of these, uh, one of the elements, we, I have to emphasize it because it's a whole plot point. One of the elements uh, is sleeping with the dean. Oh, so nothing gets done. Nothing gets done, no. Um, <sighs> Jillian comes in and it's like, uh, no, he didn't do anything. There was no rape. Um, and then so Jillian now like sticks up uh, for herself. And, and tries to tell them off later on. Now, they all had like one special lunch table, as you do in college. You all have a special lunch table. This is fucking junior high or high school, even like Smith said, something that's a little bit more uh, yeah. accurate. I'm going to read this. It's right. not I, I, from what I like. That's what I wanted to say before about college. Like, it's not a clicky fucking bullshit thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I didn't go away. I, I My brothers did. So maybe I just didn't personally have that experience. But it's also not a fraternity, he said. Yes. Right. So it's not like 
that I could understand. They're their own little group of shitheads, I guess. Is what I'm and, and it's only a four-year college, too. Like, they're only doing their undergrad. Community college? Yeah, it's pretty much. <laughs> so here's my... before they you go re- home at night? Yeah. Before you read that quote, I, I, I'm, like, putting pieces together in my head as you're explaining it. So are they the elements because they have different hair color? Is that what you're talking about? Or is that totally unrelated? So they kind of explain that, like, one has, like, auburn hair. One is a brunette. And I think, I think the other one's a blonde. Okay. When your powers combine, we are Captain Planet. But when they- your powers combine, basic white women <laughs> with your pumpkin spice latte and your galoshes. Whoa, whoa. whoa. Cool got, it on you know, the pumpkin spice. Yeah, I love it. pumpkin spice. We, we like pumpkin stereotype, spice. damn it. <laughs> I embrace that shit. So do I, but I was trying to make a joke, and <laughs> you guys ruined it for me. You went too far. I did go too far. Too far. I have that power, and I and I and I abused it. Ugg boots. There you go. Listen, I, that, that's what I meant. I was, I was not galoshes. <laughs> Sean, Jesus, I sound old. This is a family show. We make fun of fucking corpses, but the second you do pumpkin spice latte, we, it's intolerable. I, uh, you might as well just put the gun right to my head and pull the trigger. <laughs> so, uh, all right, so. This scene is very, um, so Jillian sits at the table for all of them. And this is our, you can't sit with us, Mean Girls moment. She looks on at the girls and says, um, this is my table now. You go away. And if you or your creepy friends come near me again, I'll call your parents and tell them what really happened. They may be interested to know what kind of daughters they have. Now get lost. Sick burn. Tell a bunch of adult women they're going to call the parents on them. <laughs> I mean. It sounds like shit again. I don't care for the movie. They didn't put my my lunch table scene in the movie. Now, how do you uh, how do you think that played out? What, what do you think happened? After that? Yeah. Nothing. She probably got brought into the fold. I'm going to tell them that you fucked the dean. <laughs> Maybe. Or, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she might end up with all Fs, so maybe she want to keep that one in pocket for a She for definitely for a later she time. definitely got some Fs in, oh, in there. Uh, oh, I feel dirty now. And you're she got some fucking downstairs. Fs in the in Bs, you know. Now, you guys were close. Uh what happens was um two fraternity boys at the next table began it. But soon the whole room joined in. One by one, every student present began to applaud. The hand clapping was supplemented by hoots and whistles, and it soon evolved into a steady, rhythmic pounding of fists on tables. Then came the chant, rising in volume until it flooded the cafeteria with sound. Chill, 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 chill. No, this isn't happening. College. I'm like fucking dumbfounded because not only is it not happening in college, even if this was like high school, they'd be like, you're a fucking idiot. Like, shut up. They wouldn't even acknowledge it. Yeah, it's, it, it wasn't a great speech. It's no. just like, go, go. I'm going to call it your parent. Go away. Has this guy ever been a child? <laughs> he just came out of a pot fully grown. <laughs> oh, here I am. Let me write this book now. Oh, Valentine. I've had... I've had human experiences before. I'm a crime writer. Uh, I know exactly how 20-something-year-old girls would act. I understand humans who've murdered <laughs> before. <laughs> murdered. So that's our flashback to college. Okay. What is the culmination here? 
or does are we are so so like that's our explanation on sure. like what the big bad prank was that okay got victor like, okay his big motivating factor now later on we do follow him again his whole backstory he goes back home dad's mad hits him dad goes to jail for three days then locks victor in a closet for three days so then victor kills his parents and then he goes to jail now we follow this whole process where like he gets off on good behavior he makes like he does all this stuff in in the prison he he helps uh the inmates learn to like to to read and write get their ged he he goes all he, the andy dufresne <laughs> he does he basically becomes andy dufresne he, he takes all the classes including photography class apparently that's in prison college for free he's got to line up his career when he gets out all you have to do is commit a crime and then you'll get you all your debt will be paid and you get I, to learn for free i mean some prisons do have some pretty sweet programs but like all of this stuff and he also like he gets buff he does all the sports so he started to look good stupid man and so he's just like in the book it's described like this is where valentine was born i was like oh, <laughs> So when I said superhero origin story, like, yeah, he identifies now as Valentine. He calls himself Valentine? Yeah. See, we don't ever get that in the movie. You don't fucking, you want to know why? Because it's fucking stupid. Well, there's a two-part answer to that. (laughs) One is the actor is barely in the movie to begin with. And two, you just don't get any of that backstory after the flashback. It's just kind of like more of a mystery of who he is. And then there's just, again, there's stuff that happens in the movie that kind of spoils it for itself, that you're picking it up. Like, you're figuring it out before the movie wants yeah. you to figure it out if you're really paying attention. So, we don't, like, we don't follow Jeremy. Like, we don't follow his whole formation. No, 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 no. We okay. follow, we, 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 we follow the women individually. Yes. Like, it, it's not a flashback where one of them's putting it together and, and reminiscing about how they were killed or, or their history together, their growing up or the college or what have you. It's just, this is all happening in real time. And he's yeah. just, you know, making that body count go up. Killing tertiary characters, killing creepy guy down the hallway, wearing wearing her underwear. Uh, you know, kills his boy- ass with a fucking iron, dude. That's a good death. Yeah, with with an iron that's just left on for no reason all day. It's like a it's like a thing that the character uh, like one character, does. which then leads. And I I gotta mention it because I said I would very briefly. This is where well I said it to Smith, and here's the context. There's a scene after that guy gets killed where Denise Richards is just randomly in the bathroom. Oh yeah. And again, just referencing the episode that that, that spawned this episode. Uh, if you've heard episodes in the past and, and you didn't hear the Valentine one, you're wondering why the hell is Denise Richards being talked about in such a cruel way? She has that diarrhea dump, that Taco Bell dump. She, I don't know what she ate. Too many, you know, Crunchwrap Supremes. Uh, too many Chalupas. I don't know what, but there's a scene in there where she comes out of the bathroom, no explanation. No one asks any questions either. You hear that toilet flush and she comes out. No, that's it, yeah. She's using Tom Savage's book <laughs> as toilet paper, honestly. Somewhere a pocket dimension opened and it popped out and she ain't reading it. She's cleaning her ass cheeks with it. <laughs> she fucked that T-Rex, man. I, she certainly did. So I mean, there's, a, there's a whole scene in the movie where there's a big diarrhea scene? Well, we made this up. No, no, we made this okay. up. I'm sorry to confuse you a little bit. I just had to go off on that because it was just... It's something that came up that now I have a, a video outlet to, to, to re-bring up. Okay. Uh, Go back. Check out our Valentine episode from season three. Yes. Season uh, three. Episode two. Episode two. Learn all about Denise Richards and her diarrhea. And and, and she actually has a great murder. I don't know how, how 
good the rest of these murders are in the book, but she gets killed in a jacuzzi. Yeah. With a, f- oh man. He like oh, locks. water. The water element. Okay. Okay. Well, okay. Well, well oh well. Jesus. He, he locks her in the jacuzzi and then it has a fucking dr- power drill and he's like drilling down into it, like trying to stab her with it. Oh, like, that's cool. And then ends up like flipping open and throwing the drill in and like electrocutes her. It's pretty cool. So he's just like trying to drill, doesn't work. He says, fuck it. And well, just... no, he's just fucking terrorizing her because she's coming up for air and he's like drilling into her yeah. like face and her arm and oh, stuff. It's yeah. an intense scene. It's, cool. it, it, it's kind of the scene. Yeah. I would say. Uh, One it's, of. It's it's a good one. Yeah, for sure. So when I say uh, about these elements and that's kind of important because it plays this whole thing is that Victor is going to try and murder these women based off of the elements that they were in <sighs> high school, college. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So uh, one of them. That is so it is. fucking stupid. It's like the reverse uh, Mighty Ducks 3. Remember <laughs> Mighty Ducks 3 when they're at like that high school, but it looks like a college fucking dorm, but it's like a real preppy high school. Oh, with the ants and they release yeah, the yeah, ants yeah, and the, yeah, yeah. or whatever. It's like a reverse. So the the first murder that we had in the prologue uh, was fire, even though she died from asphyxiation from a pillow. Oh, so he fucked up already. He fucked up already. And that was his last murder before Jillian. <laughs> but then the next murder we find out is, is Sharon Williams. She's the one that fucked the Dean. She's now a struggling screenwriter. Uh, who has a boyfriend who's a big cokehead, and this is where Victor comes in, where he tricks the boyfriend into saying like, "Oh, I was at that party that time, remember?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, it's right that party, it's right, bro." And <laughs> and so the this is how he gets into uh, her life is uh, by is, being his coke dealer. No, by just oh. being like pretending to be a friend, mm. and then meeting Sharon. Now Victor's big thing is that he's murdering all these people on Valentine's Day. Mm. And so he becomes Sharon's new boyfriend, promising to give her like a a, a deal with her screen or, or script. And so he brings him out her out to the Hollywood Hills as a picnic. And again, he's fucking this up because she's Earth. So he Kill- beats her up and then chokes her and then buries her. But it's like that's not how you killed her, Victor. Why didn't he like put her in a box and bury her alive? Exactly. That's the that's the better thing to do. I think he just wanted to get laid, because he 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 like he her. he keeps fucking these women, doesn't he? He does. He tries. Yeah. Wait. Did he? There's one he didn't because she's married. How do you know? Uh, after he kills her, maybe. Uh, uh, yeah, that well, just seems to be his mo. We follow her husband after the murder, and it becomes a whole oh other my thing there. God, that sounds fucking. Awful. Do you, do you guys remember Razorback? How like yeah. there's one straightforward was, story in the movie, right? And then there was I, all I that was mob like, shit in the book. There right? was mob shit. They're in Hawaii. <laughs> oh, they're in China. Yeah. They're in the Americas in New York. They're back in Australia. It's kind of like that. I mean, and that movie has problems, but the book seemed like it had a lot of problems. Yeah. The book was just super bloated. Uh, but this yeah. one, this is not really a horror story. It's a thriller. It's, it's a mystery. Con- it's convoluted, is what it is. It's con. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> and I think we Joe. even. I, I mean, cannot wait to get Joe. to the end of this. I don't want to misquote myself uh, from that episode, but I think we even might have said that at the time that it felt like more like a thriller. No, big time. Because you did have that mystery element again, not to beat a dead horse, but it kind of ruins it on its own. It's there, but it's not. It, it's it's not as deep as the book seems to be. No, no, no. no. Well, it's just that the the book is like one tier above like what's considered like a cozy mystery where like one person gets murdered and you as like your your scrappy not detective is going to try and solve the case and you yourself become part of the investigation like 
because the person's trying to murder you to cover it up. Gotcha. Like it's very much that feeling, but because it's a little bit more gruesome, it, it kind of goes to the tier of like thriller. Like yeah. that's a very pedantic way of putting it. But. Gotcha. So, so how do the rest of these elements bite it? Do, do they line up at all? So, so far we've had, they were lit on fire, but they are asphyxiated. And then we've had, they were buried, but first they were asphyxiated or however you say that Asphyxiated. word. Asphyxiated. Choked. Strangled. Yeah. Air, air pushed out of, of mouth. Gone. <laughs> um. So we uh, we have that the the fire which was burned after dying, buried after dying. How does wind work? You'll find out. <laughs> I don't know. Did, didn't you see the fifth element, Joe? Does he like throw out of a? Is he killer? And then maybe he's wondering why you'd shoot a man before throwing him out of a plane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, tell me that's what happened. No, so the the air victim, her name's Belinda, and she loves to ski. And so ah. Victor, he goes, we're following his POV now. They they switch POV chapters. And so Victor, he needs to learn how to ski to get her attention. My God, that's so fucking like So he goes he goes to a ski instructor, he learns how to ski very fast. He's a very good learner. This is like the fucking stepfather, like learning how to do all these additional skills or like a hitman, like, you know, like a hitman learning all these skills just to get at a target. To permeate these women's lives instead of just stalking them and killing them. Yeah. Which is already what a lot. What are you talking about? Yeah. So he becomes good friends with her. Uh, her she's married though, so she can't sleep. He can't sleep with her. Uh, or they could. I don't know. But they did it. They maybe. Yeah, but they didn't. She's got some morals. She yeah. did it in college, but now she does apparently. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe. Yeah, possibly. She didn't even do anything that bad. She pointed at. Her I mean, and I guess that's subjective. I'd be pretty pissed. I wouldn't be killing anybody. I'd be pissed, but... but I wouldn't. I wouldn't like ruin my life. It was mean. Yeah. But it. No. Yeah, no. I mean, again, it's a book. Yeah. It wasn't getting oh. put away for sexual assault. No, I, yeah, yeah. I tried my best to, to be like, okay, suspension of disbelief. But sure. there are just some moments, like the clapping scene, I'm just like, that is so fucking stupid. <laughs> so skiing, so what, wind flying past you <laughs> as you're skiing? Is that the idea? Off a cliff, is so, that what we're doing? So Victor, he goes and pretends to be injured on this really dangerous slope. I think it was called like... Uh, Devil's Peak. Devil's Peak? Like bushwhacked? Yeah. Honestly, it was something like that. You see Daniel Stern in the background on in between two uh two two cliff sides as kids walk across his back. <laughs> They're pissing on uh Manelli. Oh god. It's a yeah. whole thing. Dead Man's Folly. Okay. Okay. Dead Man's it's a fine name. Yeah. You know, it's you know, you go skiing, where do you want to go? Dead Man's Folly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, right. Next to shred the, some powder, dude. Yeah, yeah, right next to the uh, giant, uh, uh, g- you know, skull. The, so the skull of the giant that's out there next to the fucking uh, Death <laughs> Valley or whatever. What giant? The, I don't know. It just sounds like something out of like Dungeons the Mythosaur skull that's out Maybe. there. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Have you been drinking the vodka out of the skull glass again? I, I, again, we don't know what's actually in here. Is it water? <laughs> is it vodka? Is it? Uh, it's it's definitely is it blue milk. Is it blue milk? I don't know. It's definitely an element for sure. It is an element. Drink the element which brings life. Okay, so wind. So, okay. Um, Belinda, she uh, she stops by and is like, oh no, you're injured. And he fakes being injured and starts beating her up. And oh my God. this fucking guy. He's like, you know, throwing hands at her. Yeah, right. He does use a knife later on. So it's like, what? You, you could use that. So he beats, him, beats her up. And then he says, um, who's the character from Princess Bride? I'm probably going to get... Um, Inigo Montoya? So... He starts having Victor starts having like this this monologue and it's uh I'm Victor de Morta. 
happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> and so you ruined my Valentine. <laughs> so you you must die. You ruined my Valentine's I Day. I killed my own that. father. <laughs> he happy <did>. Valentine's. <laughs> he did kill his own dad. So, so he, he does that. He says like, "I'm Victor de Morta. Happy Valentine's Day." And Belinda's like, "Who?" <laughs> that must have fucking pissed him off so bad. It was the best laugh I had in a while. Because in the in the movie, they all know who it is. Like they gotta think about it for a second, but they're like, "Oh yeah, that that nerd that was embarrassed in front of the whole school." Oh my nah. god! So that happened, and he, obviously he's angry. Beats her up some more, and while she's still alive, throws her off a cliff. So, all right, Victor, you got one. You, you got one. Does it's he, air. Does he does he yeah. grade her as she's falling? No. <laughs> Ten points. <laughs> like, yeah. Puts up the scorecard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he he does it and just starts skiing back down, pretends like nothing happened, and they find her body. And he's like, Oh no, what happened? My dear friend, happy <laughs> Valentine. Oh no. My funny Valentine. Damn. I don't know why that sounded like that. Anyway. So are there any more elements that that get eighty sixth? Or is that or all is of that them? the last one that dies? So we have, yeah, we have Earth, Earth, Fire, fire and Wind. Wand. Yep. Oh, we didn't do water yet. Yes. Jillian is water. Okay. Okay. But there are other murders. Uh, Jillian has a therapist, Dr. F- Pilbin, Philbin. This is where my suspension disbelief starts to go a little off because, like, Victor calls her up, pretending to be someone who needs to see someone, right? Dr. Philbin is a private practice therapist, and she ain't asking for insurance. That's a little weird. Yeah, I know it's not necessarily the easiest uh, thing to do to to just get a therapist either. There's there's some steps involved. You just pick up a phone and say, "Uh, oh, yes, please." It's 1996. Tom Savage is obviously living in like 1953, <laughs> writing this book. So who knows? It feels like that sometimes. <laughs> um, I remember when I was a child. So- I have no idea about new kids. <laughs> I came out fully grown in a suit covered in gook. I isn't that what everybody comes out like? Have you ever seen The Matrix? Sign, kind of like that. Uh, yeah, just a just a wee bit. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 poor Philbin here gets gets killed. Regis, yeah. of course. Yes. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, he comes in and and stabs her. It's our first stabbing. Uh, then he finds out that our our private eye, Barney, um, Barney, Barney Flick, yeah, Barney yeah. Flick. Yes, uh, Barney. He gets a little too good at investigating, right? He finds out that. Uh, directly across from Jillian's apartment, there was someone living there paying cash. Um, and it's very bare bones in there. And he's thinking like, oh, no, this is how he's been stalking her. So then he finds out Victor's parents' house. And then he goes in there and learns like, oh, someone's been living in here um, over in Pennsylvania. That's interesting. I it like is. I like that. Okay. He, he goes to Victor's bedroom and there's just like photos of the girls uh, models who look like them all over the place. Oh and then he gets x in there. Another, uh, like, cut through the, the throat. Oh. Like, grab from the bag. It was pretty... Barney. I like Barney. Poor oh, Barney. Man. All the characters don't know that's happening, right? And Jillian decides, okay, she's going to go away, not tell anyone except for her friend Tara, who was the soap opera actress okay. that I mentioned, like, way back in the beginning of this. Okay. Who, who's now dead at this point. Or, no, or she's alive. Be, okay. She's alive. She's not one of the elements. Um, okay. She could be on the periodic table. We don't know. So, so is this the 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 the, the not Victor? But you know what I'm saying. He's our, is this Victor? He is our red herring. Oh, okay. So Jillian goes off to what's 
uh, a writer's retreat, right? But we know who the fucking killer is in not, the book. Not yet. We know it's Victor. Yeah. But we don't know who Victor's pretending to be. Oh, so he's got a different name completely? Yeah. He keeps, oh, okay. he keeps changing names throughout. Okay. I, I forgot to mention, he keeps changing his name and identity okay, gotcha, throughout gotcha. all the other elements. It, it is kind of a stepfather thing a little bit. Oh, I yeah. mean, who am very I different motive. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. While that's happening, she goes to a rise retreat. She meets a bunch of different authors. One of them is a horror novelist who's described as like this kind of quiet, lanky guy with a goatee. And for some odd reason, for some reason, I'm thinking Clive Barker. Even though he doesn't look like that at all. <laughs> Modern day Clyde Barker, maybe. But like I looked at 1990s Clyde Barker. It's like, oh, he's like a little baby face. Very yeah. handsome. Oh, he's so nice. But I don't know. Like now it's in my head. Like, all right, that future Clyde Barker. Clive deserves better. <laughs> yeah, but he's a good guy in the book. He's just kind of there. Yeah, okay. He's not doing nothing. Okay. But uh, he's at the rise retreat. And then we get more of Victor's flashback. We find out he has uh, money inherited to him because, as you know, when you murder someone and you you uh, miss out on bail, that money's still available to you, as as we all know. Uh, it went from <laughs> big loophole in the I, illegal uh, system. Yeah, there. I don't think that insurance money from his parents is going to him at all. It was something with his grandma, and then it was like ninety thousand dollars, and then being gone in jail for fourteen years, the interest rate must have been. God damn incredible. <laughs> what, did he open up a fucking IRA or something? This isn't Fry from Futurama <laughs> going to check his account after 2,000 years and it's like, oh shit, there's a lot in there. So I would be fine if it, if he just wrote like, oh, he had a lot of money inherited to him. He took it out of the bank. All right, cool. We don't know exactly how much. Fine, fine, fine. But like they mentioned like, all right, it is $180,000. So for the next like four or five years, this guy... Rents out a hotel room for like two years. Hires a bunch of prostitutes to teach him how to have sex. What? What are you talking about? This is my favorite line I can say without even having to read my notes. Uh, This is where he, quote, loses his virginity with a vengeance. (laughs) Thank you, Mr. Savage, for this amazing writing. (laughs) I I don't even have anything to fucking say. He he, he hires a bunch of prostitutes to teach him how to you know how to please a woman. Why? Because he wants to be the ultimate Chad. Is this like a Dexter kind of situation where he has no emotion? And he has to just kind of figure it out by I, by doing. Yeah, I think what he's trying. I think what was going for it is like he's so determined to to ro- romance these women that hurt him. That that is always he's thinking about. Like every like that's the end goal everywhere because we learned that like. He he's learning all of these skills. He's he's meeting a bunch of people. He he's he's helping people in prison against GD, GEDs. Like there's there's no like emotion. All he's focusing on is these women and killing them. And I just want to like at some point someone would have like given him feelings or something. Uh, it's just, uh, Tom Savage has got some weird fantasy shit going on. It's like man. some serial killer Batman basically. <laughs> Going down this like line of steps to become like the ultimate killing machine just for these five women that That's wronged him. The ultimate fucking machine. Dude. Well, that too. Yeah. Well, he's like, I just picture Christian Bale from the fucking American Psycho kind of thing. <laughs> you know, he's all all part of the process. No enjoyment out of it, but it's happening. It's just it's just part of being a Wall Street scumbag. Well, yeah, yeah, or, or a Valentine apparently. Oh yeah. So after he lost his virginity with a vengeance, he you know 
learns how to make love, not just sex. Of course, obviously. I'm just quoting the book. Here. I, I, I gather. And uh, he, he starts moving to the different areas these women live in. He goes to California. He rents out like a Mercedes or something. And again, $180,000 doesn't, doesn't get you a lot, honestly. Especially after like four years. <laughs> yeah. It's 96. It's not. It's not fucking you know 36. 76 yeah. yeah tom seems like he's stretching this money out a little bit i was just like if you, you didn't have to name the money you didn't have to say the amount you could have just been like a bunch of money i would have been fine but now i'm constantly thinking like he rented out a, an apartment in greenwich village no way For you're like- sitting there with like a pen and paper like trying to add up the expenses <laughs> like is he gonna write this off on his taxes it's like more than he actually <laughs> has in got, there like a calculator yeah. here trying to figure this shit he's out bringing all the receipts to his fucking uh, uh tax guy. got like one of those charlie day fucking like things in the background from like always <laughs> Sunny, like trying to connect the dots. <laughs> Pepe Sylvia, because he's a moron, doesn't understand. It says Pennsylvania. It's like one of those things. But he does all this stuff, right? Yeah. Um, and and we we follow back to Jill, back to the Rise Retreat. She meets a new mysterious stranger who is the most handsome man she ever met. That she almost forgets about her boyfriend Nate. Almost the art almost. guy. The art guy, yes. Who is Jillian? Is the only one that knows. She's pregnant with Nate's baby. Are we really going to introduce... How late in the book is? are we introducing this shit? Well, the pregnancy was earlier off. I okay. forgot to mention okay, it. Okay, okay. But it doesn't really come back. Because as she goes to the Rise Retreat, morning sickness just miraculously stops, guys. And it's mentioned in the book, yep, no more morning sickness. Now, I don't know. Like Your, your wives are not pregnant as far as I know. No. Um, I, my roommate was when I was living with her and, and her, her boyfriend. Morning sickness just keeps going. <laughs> Throughout <laughs> it, the entirety. It don't, it don't stop because you're at a writer's retreat. <laughs> well, I'm trying to have a good time. So I, you know what stop. I think happened? She did the old Tim and Eric move, had both her knees up on her, up, up to her stomach and just pushed hard. And, and again, much like that orca, that circus penis, you know, penis, maybe not a penis, circus peanut, whatever, the fetus, whatever, ping pong balled out of the uh, the old hole and hit the wall and like with a splat. And, you know, then she was no more morning sickness, no more problem. Gave you the old fucking the nerf popper. Yeah. I mean, honestly, maybe someone was hungry. They they caught it midair. I don't know. Maybe like a, a chicken, chicken nugget, something like that. Why are you giving me flashbacks to my child? <laughs> you know, if, if you it's were in a alive. Su- yeah, if you were in a suckling situation, I'm sorry to hear that. But uh, I, I, I'm just trying to come up with solutions to these problems that that, that the book are, is creating, Mister Mr. Savage. <laughs> so at this right retreat, uh, she meets this mysterious stranger who always keeps talking very cryptic, being like, "Oh, I'm just here to uh, finish my work," and okay, they have a Valentine's Day dance. So we do have our, our our Valentine's Day party finally. How old are these people now? In their thirties. They're in their thirties, and it's a riser retreat. You're supposed to go there and just like cut everything off and just focus on your writing. Right. Why are we having a fucking Valentine's Day dance at a writing retreat? Why are we acknowledging the holiday at a writer's retreat? It's an excuse to get drunk. Why was college like high school? <laughs> It's just so stupid. I'm sorry. I can't like. I can't like Tom suspend Sa- the disbelief. Tom Savage is like, well, you know, that's just what my high school, I mean, college experience was like. When I went to writing retreat, we had a Valentine's Day dance. Didn't you ever see American Pie? Remember the band camp? It's it's like band camp for American Pie. With her writers in her thirties, though. 
Yeah. Yeah. I just imagine that's what he sounds like. I'm <laughs> savage. Trust me. It's <laughs> in my name. I'm totally savage. I know how to have sex with women and make love with women. And I didn't have to get a bunch of prostitutes like Valentine did in my book. This isn't a self-story. This isn't a biography. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it is. <laughs> I, I highly doubt Mr. Tom Savage's. We might have gotten uh, a lot of people to check this out, but Mr. Savage... <laughs> I guess let us know in the comments if I'm... Make a liar out of me, please. <laughs> CB's so. reading the book so you don't have to. Yeah. So, uh, Jill, she dances with this mysterious stranger. Uh, I think he calls himself... No, not Doug. It don't matter. It don't... Mysterious Willy stranger. fucking Bubba. I don't... Yeah, yeah. 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 Willy Bubba. <laughs> he goes, she goes hang out with Willy Bubba, and they have a very nice time dancing and everything, and he takes her to her cabin because this rise retreat is in a campsite. Okay. And she gets a surprise in the cabin. Nate, her boyfriend. Oh, right? surprise. He, she didn't tell him uh, that she was leaving here because he had a big art show, a big art gallery. He's pretty successful as an, as an artist, right? And we got a couple chapters of him just like, you know, doing his painting stuff and whatever. So, you know, we have a good, good idea about Nate. And as they're in the cabin, she's like all surprised. Like, yay, my boyfriend's here. And then... My Funny Valentine by Sarah Vaughn is playing. And then Nate comes out with a box of chocolates. And he's like, happy Valentine's Day. Nate was the bad guy all along. Just like in the movie. But who the fuck is Victor? Well, that's Victor. Victor's Nate. Yeah, Victor's Nate. Just like in the movie, D uh, uh, Boreanis. Whatever his name in the movie, let's just say it's Nate. Is it, it, actually Jeremy Melton, yeah. who is the boyfriend of the main character in the film. Yeah, uh, and yeah, okay. So, but they, but they kind of give it away a little early in the film if you're paying attention. Yeah, because the way because it's like I said, it's linear, unlike the book uh, where it jumps around a lot. Right. There's a lot of scenes where, and again, he's not in it a lot, so a lot. Maybe saying a lot of scenes is is not giving it the the right treatment. However, there's scenes where people will die in this apartment complex, and then he'll run into the into his girlfriend right after. Yeah, and it's very clear that it happened right after. There's not a big jump in time, so you're kind of already thinking, "Oh, what is with this guy? What is with this guy?" Now, he's I, also an alcoholic too. Yes, an ex-alcoholic. Yeah, at one point he has a bottle in 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 the seat next to him, and he's, "I have one for a friend. It's a gift. I oh, I've been clean for weeks." It's a handle of tequila, by yeah, the way. Massive. <laughs> so the movie is broken for me, not because of the twist. The twist I'm fine with. It's the way that it's handled in the film. Is there a note, an IOU possibly, <laughs> some kind of thing that if the woman saw it, our, our lead, she would know, oh, shit, that's the note I gave my boyfriend who's the killer. And then, and then you know, realize the connection. No. Okay. So we have our two red herrings, Doug, who dated Tara. Right. Who kind of stares at Jillian. We find out she he was weird around Jillian because Jillian looks like his uh, murdered wife from like four years ago. Oh. Who I had to keep going back to the book, making sure like, did Victor kill the model? Because Victor, like I said, had models that looked like the girls in his bedroom. One of them was the model that Doug was murdered or his wife was murdered. But no, she just happened to get murdered. Huh. He must have gotten confused along the way. Maybe. With the models. Mr. Savage got confused while writing it. <laughs> oh, wait. Was that? Okay. Ah, so, whatever. Fuck uh, it. Nate is Victor. Now, Nate 
was there's more yeah okay so nate is victor which means that nate has been around this whole time who was our stalker right okay the one who got this apartment in someone else like in no one's name paid cash who i didn't mention it but at a point in the book bugs the room like this stalker you keep thinking is the killer okay right turns out our mysterious stranger was the stalker all along he's stalking jillian because he is one of the other victims gay brother i mentioned gay because they really tom really hangs home on that about this the sister of the victim was the only one that loved him the parents disowned him it's a very sweet moment but he's talking jillian to find the killer to save jillian so, so he's stalking in a positive sense. It's just it's set up in the book like this is just another creep that's possibly yeah. the killer. Yes, got it's got it's you. a it's a bait and switch. You are following these chapters of the stalker that you think is the killer. Turns out, no, he's a good guy. Okay, okay, a little, a little confusing. I know it, it's just so fucking convoluted for no reason, <laughs> and like it. it I don't think I just Tom, don't give a shit, man. Like, there's just so much bullshit. I don't think Tom wrote this book for a bunch of people on the internet to try and dissect. I think, <laughs> no. I think, I think he wrote it for like an airplane read, right? Turn, turned it for a buck, right? Yeah. yeah, a little bit. Like, it's 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 a cozy thriller, right? Like, you you sit and you okay. read it constantly, and you think you have like your little mystery of like, oh, I think this guy's the killer. I think this guy's, and then you read, 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 and you're like, oh, okay, he's the killer. And yeah, you could kind of stop and be like, wait a minute, who bugged the apartment again? <laughs> How did Victor pay for all this shit? <laughs> Got $180,000. So uh, our mysterious stranger, Dave, uh, is brothers to Cass, who was, I believe, the one who got thrown off the cliff. Okay, okay. so airtime. Yep. Yeah. So Dave, uh, he heard screaming in the, in the cabin, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Jillian is being attacked by now Victor, previously Nate. And he runs up against the door and the door swings open and Dave is nowhere to be found. And then this line comes in of Dave waking up from, uh, from, you know, being knocked out. It came rushing back to him. He had thrown himself against the door. He smashed into it with such force that he'd been temporarily knocked out. Apparently, you can knock yourself out by running up against the door. Do not try this at home. Yeah, kind of like Kaz in uh, My Demon Lover. That's what I'm picturing. Running against the door, like like ball ball charging into it. Oh, when his fucking head gets yeah, 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 yeah. That's the only thing I could even. Yeah, think but at least, of. He, at least if this guy turned into a demon, that would have been better because then he could kill the fucking killer. True. <laughs> No, okay, so he, so he knocks himself out by running into the door. Okay. Yeah, but Jillian, uh, because the door is open, Jillian runs out. And we get another line here. There were trees in front of her, and more trees, and more, and suddenly none. Wow, guys, it's like I'm really there. Uh, yeah. Okay, what, did she get killed by the bad moon werewolf? What happened? She, she's just running through the woods, but uh, Victor catches, catches up to her and uh, beats her up. Uh, did she die? Not yet, but he de- <laughs> Doesn't sound promising. Okay. Tom Savage, he likes to describe uh, events happening using the word and when I'm pretty sure he meant to say then because <laughs> like you do this, then you do this, 
and then you do this. That that's a good sentence structure instead of I did this and this and this. It makes it sound like that all happened at once. Right. Okay. So Jillian, um, she's about to be thrown over the dock, but then comes Dave. He has a handgun. He was going to shoot the killer. Who the fuck's Dave? Dave's the brother. Oh, the brother. The okay. brother. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. He comes out of being knocked out, oh, okay. running up against the door, and shoots Victor in the head at like a really good distance on a dock. Victor is going to drown Jillian because of water. This is Tom describing Jillian drowning. She struggled briefly, attempting to remove the heavy weight, but her mouth was full of water and she was swallowing it and there was nothing to breathe. Only water and more water and still more water. And she was a little girl standing in the living room doorway watching her parents <laughs> dance. And what you mean. And she was laughing and everything was very bright. And then it was dark and the cold was going away now, going away, going away, going away. And she was floating, floating, floating. That is one sentence. That sounds like a that sounds like a thought, not a, a sentence. And Tom Savage is trying to get this book done and yeah. trying to get to the editor. And 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 how many shit. words do I need on this? <laughs> Another fifty. Get a bunch of ands in there in the last chapter. That's the last page. No. Oh, but that is. There are other instances of that in the book. But that was the one that just, it broke me. So I guess, though, Victor did kill all the elements. Jillian survives. She does survive. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, one of the other authors uh, finds out the commotion going on, heard the gunshots, uh, runs, out, runs out, dives to get Jillian. And so what happened in the book was Tom was about to throw her over the dock, just like overboard the dock, but his limp body tumbled into her. So. Right. They they should be, you know, like right next to the dock, but it's described in the book that our hero who saved Jill had to swim back 20 feet back to the dock. Was it a... Like, I don't know if you guys know exactly how far 20 feet is. Pretty yeah, but, fucking far. Yeah, but is it the what is the current taking? It's a, it's a lake. Yeah, but isn't there... There is some kind of motion, no? I imagine there has to be, but Tom doesn't mention it. But why even fucking bother being like, and then they swam 20 feet back to the dock. Uh, and he cold. took out $100,000 from his fucking account. Yeah, $180,000. Oh, excuse there. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Double, remember? Over five years of hookers and drugs and hotel rooms. And, and flights around the world, apparently, and skiing lessons. And painting lessons, too. Oh, painting lessons. Can't forget that. Oh, what the fuck are you doing he's nate and he was a really good painter he had an art gallery in new york a successful art gallery you want to know how the movie ends <sighs> so much better I, by the way my vitriols from the fact that this book is just over bloated with stuff and this is very uh streamlined streamlined compact nice tight exciting fun uh satisfying Right. Minus the thing I was complaining about earlier. Okay, so the IOU. I'll just we'll, we'll get this all out real quick. Did we talk about this on the fucking episode? We did, so I'll, I'm going to keep it brief. Okay. You did hear... mention a note, yes. So basically, there is a note that, or again, I forget the name of the main character, but she gives David Boreanaz. And it's an IOU t for TLC. Yes. For Valentine's Day, for some tender it's like living a, care. It's like a cute thing. Okay. So right. at the end of the movie, when this party goes to shit and everyone's getting killed, she tries to call him and can't find him, or the detective. So she goes outside, 
finds the detective dead like in the koi pond and the fucking IOU that she gave her boyfriend is floating in the water. There's next to his head. Yeah, head. exactly. There's no reason why it should be there at all other than if he was there and he's either dead or he left it there. Well, he also was at the party though the entire time. But she doesn't know that yet. Yes, she does. They're at the party. Okay, the whole time. right, 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 right. Yeah. So she goes inside. He kind of comes towards her. They have this weird moment where for a minute she thinks it's him and kind of like knees him in the balls and gets away from him. But then come to find out, he puts the mask on Dorothy, who is the fat girl who got him in trouble in the first place, and pushes her towards his girlfriend. They fall down the stairs, and then David Boreanaz shoots her, making it look like, oh, I saved you from the Cupid killer. And then you see the final shot, them embrace... While I'm screaming at my TV, he has a nosebleed and it lands on her face and she doesn't react. Cut the credits. Yeah, so he's the killer. Okay. And, but, and we just assume that he kills her. Right. And, and Well, he, no, he's with her and like wants to be with her, but kills all the other ones because she was the only one that was nice to him. Right. Okay. You, you but can, she's also he's also been fucking her for like the past few right so he's having a good relationship a healthy relationship but no he has to go and murder a bunch well well, he's got to go get revenge on the people that put him away right because he does get plastic surgery it's implied when he was younger it's so throwaway it's like hey maybe he could have plastic surgery i mean maybe he's not the guy maybe he's this guy is whatever's and it's just like okay and then they're like oh yeah his parents burned up in fire but, but I guess my bigger, my bigger point of, of, of I mean, we're talking about it regardless, but is that in the book, it sounds like once she finds out it's her boyfriend is the killer, all bets are off. In the movie, she has like an inkling and then just is like, oh, never mind. It was Dorothy. OK, uh, yeah, forget all that. And when it's like, no, it's staring you in the face. What are you doing? Yeah. But in the book, it's very much like, yeah, yeah. hello, <laughs> I'm the killer. Here's the chocolates. And in this one, it's like. It wasn't me. Uh, I'm telling you, it was it was somebody else. I was, you know, whatever's. All oh, right. Which again, if you start thinking logistically, you know, it, it, where they try to do a sequel, you know, are the cops going to come in and immediately just say, no, that's what, he's the killer. He's lying. I, I, it was a good fake out. Yeah, I just the it's IOU great, still yeah. fucking kills me. And again, it takes the movie down a star for me, but I still like it. It could plausibly be there though. Like he was at the party that whole time, so. I think it's a little fishy. I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, totally. Yeah. Because she's like, oh, it was you. Because that's why she thinks it's him is because of the IOU. But she, uh, yes. She they, totally they, buys they, it. They, they end embracing with the <laughs> the, the bloody nose. The nosebleed. Cut the credits. We don't find out what happens from there. Okay. You don't need to. We don't need fucking Valentine to. Um, do, do, so in the book, after she's rescued, you get like an epilogue. We do, we do get an epilogue. Um, Jillian was, during the whole book she was trying to write another novel based off of stalking but since she was gang stalked she chose not to do that so she decides to write a different one altogether valentine <laughs> right she writes the book about her thing I but wish. i'm using that a pen name tom savage <laughs> <laughs> it's like make it as meta as humanly possible that would have been actually honestly tanya savage <laughs> you would have taken that over what you got i would have taken that okay, okay. um it's like a life events thing, you know. Yeah. I keep bringing back Doug, even though he's such a minor character. Um, we do learn through the, this scene here that the reason why he was staring at Jillian was because she looked she looked like her his dead wife. Uh, Doug no longer mourns his murdered wife because of all this happening. Damn, Doug! And there's somebody who looks like my wife that's alive and doing well, so that makes me feel good. And I'm gonna date her best friend Tara. 
who was the soap opera actress. Right, right. So, okay. Not at least it's not her. That would have been a little too on the nose. Yeah. Like, well, you look like my ex-wife that's dead. <laughs> she's my ex because she's dead. Did I mention she's dead? <laughs> By the way, you want to hook up? You look just like her. All right, maybe let's not hook up, but can I look at you? If I say Emily, just ignore that. I mean Jillian, but it's my ex-wife's name. I can't help it. If I, if I climax, I'm going to say Emily. I'm just warning you. It's going to happen. Those are the rules. You sign up. This is what you're going to get. Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah, ha- happy ha- Valentine's. TM. So that's how the book ends. Everyone just kind of moves on. Jillian okay. writes a new book. Um, Doug and Tara get together. And that's about it. Mm. Happy Valentine's Day. Ugh. Happy Valentine's Day indeed. Uh, now, Tom acknowledges, as all authors do, a lot of groups of people. He talks about an actress by the name of Teresa Saldana. I apologize if I... Teresa Saldana? Yeah, I think so. My my apologies if I mispronounce her name. Uh, she's the inspiration for this book um, because she was the victim of a very bad a stalking incident that uh, almost killed her. Oh, this God. is a real thing that oh. happened. Um, her, she was an actress. She mostly was known for a cop drama, Kamish. Uh, she was Joe Pesci's wife in Raging Bull. Oh, okay. She had an episode of Tales from the Dark Side to bring us back here. To Did she really? What was it? Do you remember? Black Widows? I don't oh, know shit. What... Is she the mom? Maybe. Or is she the daughter? We're going to find out eventually. We're going to find out. <laughs> We're going to find out. Jumping the dark side soon. coming at you. Yeah. She also had a bunch of bit roles in Law and Order, Captain Planet. Um, I don't know their exact character. <laughs> of course. Captain Planet, of oh, course. That, that just brought it fucking full circle. This fucking guy. Is that why he did it? Oh, the elements. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Come on, so, dude. He he acknowledges her and her work that she does. Uh, there's, there was an organization that's not there anymore. Uh, victims for Victims. Uh, they were pushing anti-stalker laws. What I find so interesting, though, is that Tom, his stalker in the book is the good guy. Right. It's 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 Dave. Yeah. So it kind of feels weird. Defeats the purpose. (laughs) It kind of does. And there's a scene where Jillian's trying to think of new topics to write her new novel. And she mentions like vaguely Amityville. But then she also mentions Essential Park Five. Oh, man. Not to go into details, those those boys were, were found innocent, but Jillian in the book is imagining like, what if they didn't get arrested? What if they were stalking the the jogger that they attacked? And what if they're like criminal masterminds? And I'm like, no, 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 don't do it. <laughs> oh man. Thankfully they didn't do it. Just yeah. that's what Tom did. Tom was like, Oh, what if she was stalked, but it was a good guy? And then and then there was another guy who they they saw his penis and they taped it, and then he hated them so much that they were adults though they weren't kids. And right after that, he went in, he got plastic surgeries, and then he stalks. He learns how to fuck real good, earns his GED from Andy Dufresne, and then learns how to ski real good and paint real good, and then he kills them from their aliases like Earth, Wind, and Fire. But instead of doing that, right, he just kills them regularly and then attributes one of those elements to them somehow. Pretty much. Sounds good to me. Way to go, Tom. Print it. Knocked it out of the fucking park, baby. 
Now I do I do think that if you uh read your your usual cozy mysteries you will find a lot of consistencies and a lot of questions. I do think uh the book is fine if you don't overthink it. You read it on through during like a, a plane ride or something like that. I think that's the best element in reading the book. The movie sounds like a blast. I think it was a good idea to streamline it. Um getting rid of the element yeah of the elements um i do like that the book had like this little mystery going on you read through it, you're like oh i think this guy's a good, the bad guy and you're sure. thinking in your head like all right so he did this this and this i think that's the best aspect to to read the book the movie sounds like a blast and it is that time of year i think i'll sit back and, and relax and enjoy my first viewing of valentine I think you're gonna have a really good time with it. Um, it's nothing like the book. <laughs> I, I, oh, well, you say, oh, you say so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Um, <laughs> like, like so much so that like it didn't. They didn't need, unless it was a rights thing for the name. They never needed to be like based on the book by Tom Savage. Like there is so little connected to this that like the things that are mentioned that that we went through with you are so throwaway. That like anybody could have just pulled that out of their ass and been like, oh yeah, it sounds like an ad lib because they're like, oh, plastic surgery. Uh, so it's like a lawnmower man. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was thinking the same thing. Like just cherry picking a couple ideas, and the rest is yeah. just totally original content. I mean, and I prefer. I, I think. I think what happens to um, the 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 killer in the beginning of the movie, I feel, is a lot more traumatic, especially for the age that the kid is yeah and for just in terms of mentally breaking and doing something like this but the extent we don't go into it in the movie but he he could just grow up to be a handsome man little ugly kids grow up to be handsome and beautiful people all the time exhibit a i'll take that one too i i don't know i can't say the same but um <laughs> Joe's like, yeah, I'm not a handsome man. <laughs> I never bloomed. I never I'm late. You are the latest right sexy, sir. <laughs> not right, man. Not quite ripe yet. Um it's never that deep. It's like those people fucked me over big time and I like went away for a long time. So I'm gonna try to hook up with the one chick who who was nice to me, the only one. And then I'm going to fucking kill all our friends because they deserve it because they're bad people. And then I'm going to put it all on the one that fucking basically caused my life to go down the toilet. Yeah. In, in one of the worst ways possible. Again, me reading too much into it. John here reading too much into it. I don't think he gets away with it. But yeah, it, it, it's a solid ass movie. It's, my a, a major nitpick for me personally with that note. But it's a, it's the ultimate because like because at the end, Dorothy, I don't want to spoil too much for you, but like at the end, um. Dorothy has like a breakdown and she's like, you are always the cute one and you're the fun one and you're the smart one and you're the sexy one and I'm the fat one. So I never got a date, even though I'm fucking totally hot right now yeah. and could just go right out and get a date. And she's also wealthy, too, um, which is a plot point. Um, so and the party takes place at her, at at her, her dad's house. mansion. She's just a spoiled little rich kid, basically. I mean, there, anyway. was, there was one of those in the uh, one of the elements was like that, too, where like mom, dad paid for everything. But like it wasn't worth mentioning through, through the plots. Oh, no, totally. But case in point is it's it's a, it's a good way to the movie. It's a good way to flip flop in terms of like, oh, well, if it's not what's the motive, I guess is what I'm saying. And so she was just it was just jealousy driving her. But it, she wasn't really the killer. But 
that's what the yeah. main blonde chick is led to believe from David Boreanaz. I like that, uh, like you said, it was streamlining. Yeah. So I like that idea of like you just kind of consolidate it all together and make like one setting, one killer. No, like you said, there were some red herrings, mm -hmm. but it wasn't to the extent of like you're literally following someone you mm -hmm. don't name, doing a lot of weird, sketchy shit, and you're supposed to think that it's the killer. Sure. Only to go off and be like, oh no, the that guy is actually the good guy the person that is basically just like the sweet art kid he he's the killer but it's like you're a successful artist who you, you did all this stuff and you're mad at them because they pointed at you and laughed yeah and you're gonna risk all of that for something so stupid yeah it's not like he was put away for you i mean he did it i mean he killed his parents or whatever he did yeah but like he was put away as an innocent person in this in this you yeah. know what i mean and i understand the book and how that could need to jump to different perspectives and views and people and all that kind of stuff because it's a book right i think it would have been really good as a short story yeah like the idea of like you, you cut every couple pages to a different uh valentine's day year oh i kind of like that and valentine's valentine's Plural. yeah and you follow either maybe the the killer or the victim of that part and you just kind of try to figure out as a reader what is the connection what's going on right or make it more one setting like that and not have this big overarching thing um but i guess you know tom really loved that element idea really loved this idea of like every valentine's day had to be a kill i I'm not going to read it again, <laughs> but I can see like if I'm on a plane and I you know, I have nowhere to go, I'm not, I need something to distract me, right? Pick up this. It's a short paperback, easy to read. I, I could see that being a, a way to read it. Go plan it. Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um. I'm going with uh, you know die you know, what was it uh, not what was the evil one uh, uh oh uh I know what you're talking about pollution or whatever well, he was like the bizarro planet well, I'm gonna yeah. go with him based yeah. on what happens in this book at least I got a chance to live possibly <laughs> so that's Valentine <laughs> <laughs> by and, Tom Savage and this has been the first video book to the movie so yeah so that's v the Valentine by Jamie Blanks and Valentine by Tom Savage the book to the movie. TM. If you haven't seen, if you haven't checked it out yet, go check out our Demon Lover episode. That's the other. That's the other two-part Valentine's Day uh, excursion we got going on. And if you're on Patreon, make sure you go check out that My Bloody Valentine 3D commentary track from last year that we did. Um, if you haven't already, that's a little extra bonus for you. That's on there for five and ten dollar tiers. Five and ten dollar tiers. Yeah. Uh, we also have a mini sode that may or may not be out by now. Uh, on Scream. It should be Scream 1981. And that's for every tier. Uh, so uh, check that out. Smith's going to check it out, I'm sure. Yeah. We am. You, you heard us recording it before we recorded this, so I don't know. Maybe I'm putting words in the man's mouth. But... I mean, of course I am. Okay, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for going along with the bit. Appreciate and where can it. everybody find you, Smith? Uh, you can find me on YouTube at c.b.smith. Best check out the show Taking a Page. You'll find me easier there. I'm also on Patreon, guys. You don't say. Yeah. Uh, for $2 tiers, you will get some behind the scenes of what I do on there. Uh, you get first 
uh, viewings of episodes over at patreon.com forward slash CB Smith taking a page one word. And that's all I got. I'm I'm getting good at this this self publishing game, guys. <laughs> Sprigo, there you go, man. Yeah, gotta gotta keep promoting each other. That's how yeah. you do this thing. Okay. Uh, so thanks for watching, and we'll see you on the next book to the movie. Now why don't you make like a tree and get out of here?